What is up, everybody? My name is Abby Murphy. Welcome back to the podcast. Woo, the crowd goes crazy. This is the That's Life podcast. And as you heard, I'm Abby Murphy, and that I'm the host of the That's Life podcast. Anyways, enough of that. If you're a first-timer here, this podcast is dedicated to walking through the transition periods of life and how to go through that with a Christian lens. And majority of what I've learned and how I've been guided has been very, very heavily influenced by my parents. And today, you've heard from my mother, the birth giver of me, but it takes two to tango, everybody, and we have the other half of the production company of Abby Murphy. Without further ado, this is my dad. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Abby, and hey, listeners to the That's Life pod. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy. I I didn't... Like you guys know, I don't really plan out the pods. I just kind of talk. And so I talked with dad a little bit like a couple days ago about wanting to talk about the pod or taught him to talk on the podcast, but we really haven't planned much. So he's really starting off strong with the intro because I didn't even tell him to introduce himself and then he just did it. Well, I'm getting, you know, a little nervous. We'll see where this whole thing takes us, but... Um, I'm here talking and doing this with my daughter, so that always puts me at ease. Yeah. And um, oh, no, it's it's good. I've listened to. I think maybe I've missed one episode, maybe. Which one? I don't remember because I missed it. And so. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> but uh, but I've listened to uh, to all of them, maybe except that one. And uh, so it's pretty neat to be to be on the on this week's episode. Yeah, I'm so excited. So before I introduce Dad, I just want to say to everyone, this is. This episode's coming out on Good Friday, so happy Good Friday if you're listening on Friday. If you're listening after that, if you're listening on Easter, happy Easter, he is risen. If you're listening on Good Friday, he has not risen yet, Um, and it's a time to remember all of the steps and things uh, that go into that, which we'll talk about a little bit, but right now is called Maundy Maundy Thursday. Um, which is basically the night before Jesus was crucified. Um, and it's not, I, I don't want to say like symbolic because it actually did happen, but like this day is dedicated to uh, remembering the Last Supper that Jesus had with his 12 disciples, um, the washing of the feet of the 12 disciples, um, and everything that goes with that. And if you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, like Easter is just like the Easter bunny and you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Well, then you come across on the right podcast because we're going to dive all into it. Not necessarily too deep into like the historical part of it, but more of what it means for us, uh, specifically since I have dad on the podcast, like how he's grown with his relationship, uh, not only with Easter, but just in the church and learning who Jesus is and uh, Easter is the reason Jesus. We have the relationship we do. What the reason why we believe what we believe? It's literally the resurrection story. We're gonna talk about all of it, and I'm super excited. Um, but before we do that, I want to open up in prayer and then introduce Dad, and then we'll jump into it. So, Dad, would you like to pray? Sure. For the people. Uh, hey, God, thanks so much for bringing all of us together and the listeners, and and to be here with my daughter. We, uh, we pray for a lot these days, and, and there's uh, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, folks struggling out there in different ways, um, but also a lot of 
uh, a lot to be grateful for that, that having you alongside us and knowing that you're here with us today uh, is, is awful special. So thank you. And in your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I've never heard you say, hey, God. I get I get real casual with prayer these days. I'm I have to tell your listeners I'll jump maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um, I've never been admittedly I've never been a very good prayer. And I'm yeah, trying, I say that too. Yeah, I just am not and uh, I think we're gonna talk a little bit about this, but I grew up Catholic and uh, Catholicism has a lot of uh, uh, set prayers, the Hail Mary, yeah. the Our Father, uh, the Apostles' Creed, you know, things like that. And I really got gotten to a place where I just want to talk to God like He's my friend, and so I try to make I try to make prayer um, uh, very informal. I heard uh, someone told me a story about um, there was someone they knew I can't remember who it was, friend of a friend kind of thing that never says Amen because oh, their view the prayer was never yeah ends. never ends. It's a you told was that com- I think he told me that yeah it could have been, but I just thought that was a neat way to think yeah, about it. Um, I like that. I don't necessarily do that much, but it's, uh, yeah, I just try to get informal with it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, I'll say the more serious comment I have to that is I like that because prayer cannot, doesn't only have to be like speaking, like the way that we go through our days can also be an act of prayer. Like mm-hmm. it, like you said, it never has to end and everything we do, like we can be with God as in, we are talking to him, like we're holding the door open for this person. Oh, like, oh, thanks for allowing me to do that, God. Like, just that action and being in his presence is an act of worship, is being in close communication with God. But the funny thing I have to say to that is, (laughs) when you said that, Peter and I always make this joke, and if you say this, it's not bad. We just think it's funny because this is just a funny word to our college kid brain, but a lot of, like, uh there's like a lot of jokes or like funny like memes about like christian stereotypes and there's one and it's this like woman praying and she's like super spiritual and it's like the people that are like always lifting their hands i'm a hand lifter by the way so i'm allowed to say this but they're like always lifting their hands and they talk to god and they start their prayers with dear daddy god Mm. and so when you said that Mm. i was like oh no he's a dear daddy godder because they'll just start and they'll be like dear daddy god thank you so much daddy and we're like oh that's weird he dad doesn't think it's funny because he's old (laughs) It's funny. If you're young and youthful, then you're probably laughing right now. But it's a little bit um, after dad's time, I guess. I guess so, maybe. You can pass that on to your group at church and you can ask them if they say, Dear Daddy God. And if any of them laugh, then they're young and hip and cool. (laughs) Um, So a little bit about dad. Obviously, he's my dad. He's been my dad for 19 years now. So good job. (laughs) <laughs> Still trying. No Still comment. Trying. No. No comment to that one. Uh, he works for Fruit of the Loom. He's a good little hard worker. He's one of those dads who doesn't tell you what he does. So I really couldn't tell you what. Like I know what he does, but like I don't know what he does. He just really doesn't tell us. Well, I'm in the sporting goods area of Fruit of the Loom, so I've been in, I've been selling or marketing sporting goods my whole career. That's the most easiest way to say it. Yeah, but he's like really good at his job. He just doesn't like to brag about it. But I that's what I'm here for. So I'll brag about it. Um, I've learned a lot about working hard, being diligent, staying on a good schedule, ambition, grit. I've learned that all from my dad and my mom too. But it's easier to see with my dad because he has like that. Like an, like my mom has a job too. Don't I don't want to like 
be like mom doesn't have a job but dad has like the actual like income job of the house and so I've learned a lot about like staying accountable and like people relying on you in that in the job uh work area place mom don't worry you have a hard working job too <laughs> she's sitting there like doing as we're speaking doing taxes so um they both work very hard but um my dad is a wonderful loving husband they've been married for 29 years we're coming up on no coming up on 29 yeah 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 I remember you guys getting married like it's yesterday. 28, 29. Um, I've also learned a lot about how a woman should be treated in a relationship. I've learned that all from my dad as well. And no pressure, Peter, but dad's a pretty good partner to have. So (sighs) anyways, Um, what else do you? Oh, he like dad likes to run. He likes to he used to cook a lot. Yeah, I used to cook more. I told I told yeah. your mom that um, the other day that uh, that's kind of uh, I'd like to start to do that again, and I haven't. But uh, yeah, yeah, food I, network I, um, type beat. I like to run, and I got into fishing a lot. Oh yeah, uh, and um, golf. Not not much well, golf anymore, but but fishing when I can, and that was really from my my father in law, your 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 papa, mom's yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was the one that was a big influence on me there. And who also works so. for Fruit of the Loom, so but but Abby has uh, a um, Nana, which is my mother, she lives out in Phoenix. Hi, Nana, and, if you're listening, and then Mama, which is uh, uh Kelly, my wife's mom. mom. So the two moms are still uh, God willing, they'll continue to be with us for a long, long time. But and they're spunky, let me tell you. Unfortunately, the two the two grandpas are, are not with us anymore. But um, but fortunately, yeah. they're in a better place, mm-hmm. so it all works out. Um, and you have an aunt in Nashville. That's my sister, and a uncle and in an uncle. Phoenix, who, and that's my older brother. Hey guys, if any of you guys are listening, Von Hafen Murphy family, what's up, everybody? Or the Saunders, what's up, everybody? Anyways, and in Dad's youthful years, when he was around my age, the prime years of your existence, he did. He was really into what horseback riding, baseball, baseball, um, football. Um, I grew up going on my grandpa's uh, ranch, grandpa, up in Oregon. Grandpa, and he was a rancher, uh, cattle and horse, and yeah, yeah, just normal, normal stuff. Normal, classic dad things. Um, But one thing that really sticks out to me about my dad, which I've, as I've gotten older, I've really appreciated is his faith journey. Because I've seen, as like all of our faith journeys have grown, I've really, really, really seen my dad shift not only in his faith, but with the shift in faith comes a shift in priorities, personality, um, uh, intentionality, and just how he goes about like his daily life and what's important to him um like when i was younger what used to be more important were i don't know i don't remember i was younger but it wasn't as what it is now to where it's like oh i'm going to lead this group at church or oh i'm going to be a part of this thing to go serve for whatever ministry or you know and so that is something that's really really cool to watch him do that and so, like he said, he grew up in the Catholic school, um, went to a Catholic school, and we talked a little bit about it. But just, like, explain the difference between, like, your childhood outlook on faith 
in Jesus and then your relationship now with Jesus. Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting and, and to describe it as a journey is really the right way to describe it. It uh, I was raised Catholic and, and uh, that comes from my father's side of the family and we were a, a Catholic family. I went to Catholic high school um, and Catholicism actually I, I was a what's called an altar boy so I would be up with the priest on the <laughs> Up on the altar. Didn't you say mass. that you couldn't throw away the communion wines? So, the do you call him the priest? Priest, the yeah. Pri- the yeah. priest would like chug the. Well, wine. or they have to. They, there are certain ways that they they have to. But he it, could but he, chug he, it he, if he, he wanted to. I don't know. I didn't. Hey, I don't know. all those Catholic really, priests out there. There's not really that much. To, no, they would normally put it back with the other wine. But um, but sure, um, sure. but then when I got in high school, I became what's called a Eucharistic minister, so I could actually give others. What? Uh, the Eucharist. You never knew that about me. Yep. What's a uh, Eucharist? Uh, com- uh, communion. So I oh. could actually, but you had to study. You have to go to classes. There's more. I didn't know that. There's more formality in, in Catholicism to some huh. of these things. Of course, there's the sacraments in Catholicism. So then you have to do like confession. Confession. You know all those things. Marriage. All these things are are. Um, mm-hmm. sacraments and, and yes confession to be forgiven of your sins you talk to a priest and you confess so mm-hmm. and if so, you're Catholic listening right now we're just it's not like saying like oh this is a certain way to go about your religion and this isn't a certain we're just describing like the shift so if you are Catholic right now like more you know we all believe the same thing you know yeah. but it's just a different way of yeah absolutely going not about all. it and um, but but that's just that's just my story. So just to give a little bit of, of how I was raised, and and I always um, like I had this great respect for Catholicism and religion, but I thought of it more as we go to it's called mass. When you're Catholic, you say we go to mass mm-hmm. and say you go to church or whatever. It's just it's just different terms. There's there's really no difference. But um, you know, I thought of it more as I go to. I go to mass on Sunday. Um, I actually took religion classes in high school because I went to a Catholic high school. But um, you know, it, it just as as I got later in life, it just didn't uh, stay with me mm-hmm. as much, and I didn't know why. Um, you know, I went to college and I kind of stopped going to to mass and, and to church. When your mom and I got married, um, we started to go again, but it just still didn't feel. I just didn't feel as connected to it, and it took me later in life to realize I wasn't. I, you know, sometimes you don't realize your feelings yeah. about things when mm-hmm. you're in the moment. But um, and and actually, it started well about the time we moved here to Bowling Green. Um, I really started to seek out. I'm not sure that you know, why or whatever, but I tried to seek out. I needed faith. I decided that faith needed to be a bigger part of my life and I wanted it to be a part of my life, but I just couldn't find a way that like how uh, to go about felt it. that it, yeah. it was a way that it connected with me. And, um, so we were going to a church here. It's a Methodist church here in Bowling Green. And, um, and so, uh, and we really like, I really liked it. And I started to meet a couple of people there and got involved with some groups and started to make a, uh, understand a, a, a way of looking at my faith that was more of a relationship with God mm-hmm. and, a, and a friendship with Jesus Christ. It's more of a love-based friendship relationship mm-hmm. um, as opposed to something that I just had trouble connecting to that, that just didn't feel as much that well, way. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you 
and Catholicism have to like go through someone to speak to God? Well, no, not necessarily. Just you're probably thinking of confession. Is that um, what that is? Yeah. So um, the uh, the priest sort of acts as um, as that, but uh, but not 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 to speak to God. And not and and God. there is all the fundamentals of Christianity are the same in terms mm. of Catholicism and other Christian religions. You know, Jesus Christ was a real was God in, in, in life form, was was crucified, was buried, mm-hmm. resurrected. All, all the fundamentals are, are still there. It's it's more just in practice. But but forget about the the um, the religious of, things yeah. for a second. Um, for me, it was when I started to make this connection of this is a relationship. And I never I guess I don't know, I guess I just never I never thought about it that way. And it was such a Relief. It was such a mm-hmm. better way for me to think about it, and um, and yeah. So that's that's what really. And then and it's been years and years of me sort of building on that. And mm-hmm. I'd say I still have so far to go, but um, but but yeah. When it just felt like uh, felt felt more that way, uh, it started to become a more important mm-hmm. part of my life. Well, I think too we can't beat ourselves up either. Like when you say I still have so far to go, like. All of us do. I mean, when you think about it, none of us are ever going to do enough. Like, there's nothing that will amount to sending your son to die on the cross for our sins to save us continuously over and over and over again. So, like, we aren't done trying to, in everything we do, give it to the glory of God until we're dead. Like, God isn't finished with us until we're dead. So, we just keep going. Like, there's, we're never going to do enough. We're going to keep falling short and keep falling short. But I think that's really cool to... I was talking to Dad a little bit about this before, but it's really cool how, like, for me, and I feel like a lot of Christians, you kind of get, uh, quote-unquote, saved from... I mean, everyone gets saved at different points in their life. But um, it when it really clicks for you, I think a lot of times it's like first you have that oh he wants a relationship with me and then later on you move into well let me dig into the word about this and really um, do that more like research know the knowledge type of deal so it's like first you find the relationship then you want the knowledge but it seems like for dad it was kind of the opposite like like how you said I like how you said like it was more textbook and then it shifted to oh wait this dude really just wants a relationship with me Mm -hmm. so i think that's kind of less common of from what i hear and like yeah you know it's like you were born with like oh this is how this is done and this is how this is done and blah 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 to where it can put so much emphasis on like the works but then you later come to realize like he just like i'm just his son like, he literally just loves me like a father because that's what he is. Like, he just wants to spend time with me. Yeah, and, and I think I think one of the things that I, I uh, finally understood, too, is um, I used to, to very much think, um, well, you know, God, don't worry about spending time with me. There's so many other people that need more help or there's more, more people mm-hmm. in need or there's more issues to deal with. You don't, you know, just, just don't worry about me. And... and um, that is really the wrong way to think about it. And, and even when you might be mad at God or you're mad at the world or you, you, you sort of lose um, some of that focus, uh, 
Which is a normal feeling. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up, but also know it's normal and we're human. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was... It's a sin, but... What I was going to say was um, we have to give ourselves a break that, um, that, that... that that's think about your own friends and own best friends in 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 life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's really life. the apathy. It's really having no relationship. Like if someone all of a sudden stops talking to you, that's mm-hmm. what really hurts. Mm-hmm. If you are, are mad at somebody or you're happy with somebody or thrilled with somebody, and that's kind of God sitting there saying, "Look, just I'm big enough. I'm 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 there for you, no matter what your feelings are, and we'll work through this together. But just don't." He's, he's just kind of mm-hmm. saying, just don't ignore me, you know, just, yeah. just have, a, have a relationship with me. So. Well, and I think it's, it's also like, so often we compare, like, he wants a relationship with you, like a, like a best friend or like a father and a son or like blah, blah, blah. But we also do, and I think it's very easy to forget. We have to remember this is the ultimate creator of the entire universe who is perfect that we're talking about. So like in life, there will be people who it's like, okay, like forgiveness like you have a falling out with someone like yeah forgive you don't have to invest time in them like once you've forgiven you know you can still love them and you should love them but um there are people who like you know you don't really hang out with as much or as often um but like in this scenario with the creator of who you are this is this is he is your best friend forever who will never leave like he will never do anything to hurt you. He's perfect. He will allow things that you might not be able to see in the moment that can look like, oh, why is God letting this happen to me? Like, why do bad things happen to good people? Like, if God really loves me, he wouldn't let this happen. Well, God really does love you and he's preparing you. Like, he's allowing this to happen so that it'll strengthen you so that you'll come out better on the other side. Um, and I think that's something to remember in your relationship with the Lord. Cause like with, with a best friend, like no best friend's going to be like, Oh, like in real life, no best friend's going to be like, Oh, I'm going to let this hard thing happen to you because I know it'll make you stronger. Like we don't have that power as humans, but like God is so other, he knows, you know, and he just wants what's best for us. He only has the best in mind for us. Well, and it's it in that, and those things get hard, right? It, it's, um, it's hard to understand that kind of love. It's hard to mm-hmm. understand, especially that, uh, in the moment, too. Yeah, and it's it's very hard. Now, I had a really tough time. I still do getting to the the point of living with this unconditional love. It's it's hard for, even for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, it, it the closest thing, although it's still you can't compare it, but the closest thing is my love for you and your sister Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a parent and child is is a love that uh, is above all I have on earth on this world, and um, you know you start to get a little bit of a sense, a small sense, anyways, of of what that love mm-hmm. love means. And um, you know when I when I try to make that comparison, it helps me a little bit think about mm-hmm. and and even even bigger picture. You know it, it's. Um, I think a lot about am I being good enough of what God wants me to be doing. I don't. I, I just have trouble. I'm not a good Bible reader. I don't. I'm not a good scripture person. All these things, and sometimes I've I've kind of beat myself up about that. But I I also think no. I think that's I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe may, you know maybe we should um, 
uh, at least have the desire, aspiration to do a little bit more of that. <clears throat> but even Jesus Christ, before he left, it was more of, look, if you forget anything else, everybody, just love God with all your heart mm -hmm. and mind and just love each other. And if you need to know how to love each other, look at how yeah. I loved you. Mm -hmm. And just that simple concept, I kind of go back to that and, and, and just try to simplify things. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot in this world that would be a lot better if we had more of just that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really well put. And that's like the most important thing. Love God and love people. Um, and so many times that's really hard for it to come naturally for us. So I think that's where the Bible does like, like it, it helps you in that way. Cause it's like, how do you learn how to love like God? You like, go look, like there's a whole book about it and that's how you can find that. But I think like, the love of a father and a son or of a parent and a child, like you said, is so other, like I obviously I'm not, I don't have a child, but I mean, the closest thing I've come to it is babysitting. And even the way that I love those kids, like it's a type of love I've never experienced before. And so as we come into this weekend and everything that goes into this weekend, it's crazy to just think about like God didn't sacrifice. I mean, he did sacrifice himself because the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are the Holy Trinity, are three in one, which is a very, um, very hard concept to wrap your head around and not the topic of this podcast, but if in the future, if that's something that the listeners are interested in, diving deep into like the details of what that all means, I would love to do a podcast episode on that. But not necessarily just sending himself, but sending his son, like sacrificing his son for us and so this weekend the friday we call it good friday and it is basically when jesus was nailed on the cross he was nailed in his hands his feet um he had a crown of thorns on his head wasn't it it was two ha hands and mm -hmm. then it, they crossed his feet and put a nail through his feet right correct and so you're sitting there on this chunk of wood and he was crucified with two other men um, they made him carry his cross by himself. I wonder, I'm going to look it up. How much the cross weighed? Do you know? Uh, heavy, but I don't know. Um, this was not a light. And I think, I think the, um, the, the, uh, the, the vertical bar mm -hmm. is already in place. He's carrying the crossbar. Oh, I think is how, oh. um, yeah, there's a whole 165 hit. pounds. Yeah. There's a whole, uh, history to, to, uh, mm -hmm. to, to, to all of this, but it, you know, it is, um, it's rough to hear that story really rough. And there's been some pretty, um, uh, specific sort of movies and things depicted of it. And mm -hmm. it's a very, very rough, rough thing. And, um, all of that pain and agony and, and the, the art of, of, you know, crucifixion, what they used to do to people back then. And he was, up on the cross and um, literally hanging from yeah. his hands and his feet like if like his weight is falling forward right because there's like nothing holding him on his back he's actually sinking if you can think oh. about a, a body sinking because they can't hold themselves up mm -hmm. and, 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 so and this is after being you know beaten and and uh and all all the rest of it and what what is just a pivotal point for me or a, a point that that I just, you just can't believe is that as he's hanging there and 
I just can't even imagine the kind of pain and agony. And his, and his mother is at his feet, just mm. weeping for him, is that he looked up at God and said, please forgive these people. They don't know what mm. they're doing. I mean, that was his concern at that point in time. And he looked to the thief to his right or right or left, I can't remember which one, and said, you're going to be in, in, in heaven with me. Yeah. And, and those were his concerns as he was you know, so in so much pain. So um, that's the kind of love that, you know, you just, it's, it's hard to fathom. It's, you can't put it into words. It surpasses all understanding. That is my go-to phrase for Jesus and any adjective of word that I can use to describe. Because you just don't understand it. It's like... Yeah, but and it's this time of year that reminds me of, um, um, you know, this, this just trying to love each other every day a little bit mm-hmm. more. I mean, if... If that's what this person would do for us, yes, yeah, the least we can do for each other is um, go through our day, and you know, you never know what people who mm-hmm. what people are going through, people that you encounter every day, what they're going through, mm-hmm. and everybody's going through struggles and pains and um, different things in their lives that you'll know nothing about, and just a smile, just a hello, um, someone who's checking you out of store. Um, at the cash register, you say, "Hey, thank you. You're doing a really good job today." Mm-hmm. I mean, these things can matter. can they do? That's a great way to put it. They mm-hmm. matter, and um, and it's not that to beat yourself up if you're not doing that. It's just to it's times like these that just remind us to mm-hmm. to to be more conscious and intentional about those things, and you know, do that to yourself too. Feel feel better about yourself. There's a lot of um, struggles right now, especially coming out of this pandemic that society is having. Mm-hmm. And we as individuals have to recover from all of this. And, and um, I think we, we, we just, we weren't meant to be alone. We were, we're meant to be together. And that means loving each other and trying to help each other through it. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and I also think it's very easy. I know I've been a victim of this or I guess a culprit. I don't know what the word is. Like I've done this. Um, which is, I hate to admit, but I'm going to admit it because I'm all like open on this podcast. What's the point of not being open? Like, I'm just going to share it because I'm sure other people have at least caught themselves thinking like this, but it's like so often, even just in the church, we need this more than we do outside of the church because like the church is meant for, the church is built for sinners. I'm a sinner. Dad's a sinner. We're all sinners. And so often around like Christmas and Easter, we're like, oh, well, that's when everyone goes to church. Like, well, you know, like some people just go on Easter and Christmas. And it's like, I catch myself thinking like, oh, like, you know, it's, it's awful that I think this, but it's like, oh, well, you know, they just go just to like check it off the list, you know? And I hate thinking that, but it's just a human thought that just pops into my brain. And it's actually quite the opposite. It's like, that's when I need to remind mind myself, like, dude, love everyone. Like, who cares if they're in the church? They're in church. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what time they're in church. They're in church, even if it is just a checklist thing. Like, there have definitely been Sundays where it's a, I hate to admit it, but again, like, it's a checklist thing for me. Like, it's that just, at least they're there. Like, at least you're there. Even if you're not feeling it, like, at least you're there, you know? I hear a couple of preachers. I listen to podcasts sometimes. One, one, of, one of them's out of out of Atlanta, Andy Stanley, and even one here, and uh, said the same kind of sentiment. It's like Christmas and Easter are the two times where people, if you invite them, I mean, those are the tendencies to actually to go to go to church. And 
Yeah, as opposed to saying, oh, well, they're, they're just there because it's Easter and Christmas, is, is flip the script, just like you just yeah. said it, and celebrate them. Like, yes, you know, celebrate. Say, oh, it's, it's great that you're here, you know. Some so, of the most important parts in Jesus' life. I mean, his birth and his rebirth. Like, those are things where every, like, so many people should come. Yeah. And it's awesome that we're given this time and we're allowed to do that. So you're listening on a Friday. If you have that someone who will not come to church or needs a friend to ask them to church, please, please ask them. And if you feel like you should go to church and you never have before, if you don't know where to go, come with me, text me, DM me, Sunday morning, Crossland Community Church. You can sit with me and my family and we will be more than happy for you to come if you need someone to go with. Seriously, this is my open invitation from the Murphys to you. Please join us for church. Right, Mom? Right, Dad? Right. Right. The, uh, I've enjoyed going to the churches you and Morgan have found in Nashville, mm-hmm. too. We've gone the past several weeks. Those have been fun. Um, and I just really enjoy the different um, kind of ways that I'm getting exposed to um, in these different churches, there's um, Broadway here that we went to for mm-hmm. we have gone to. And Dad leads a church group at Broadway, so if you want yeah. a church group to go to, but but uh, Broadway yeah. and then uh, and and Crossland the two in in uh, um, in Nashville, and uh, I just appreciate hearing different voices, uh, different mm-hmm. perspectives. I think that's important too. Um, but again, at the end of the day. Um, it's it's about this sort of love based approach yeah. to uh, this relationship, but but I do I do like getting different getting exposed yeah. to different sort of points of view. Well, and I think it's so easy to what I found is like it's so easy to get caught up in like judging the church, mm-hmm. like oh that was my watch it's four o'clock, um, but it gets it's so easy for just Christians to judge within like the different houses of the Lord, like, Oh, this church is too preachy or this church is too, uh, pep talky or this church is too concerty or whatever. Like they're preaching the word, you know? And there are definitely like, I guess, red flags that you should stay away from. And like, okay, if they literally don't open the Bible and they don't talk about Jesus, you know, maybe you shouldn't be spending your time there. That might not be like, where where you should be but like at the end of the day we need less focus on like oh my way of this is better and you know like if you're catholic like oh catholic way of this is better or if you're not like oh methodist this or baptist this or blah 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 we all love jesus and jesus loves us and that's literally the reason that he died on the cross was because he loves us for the forgiveness of our sins and i and i think the way i've i've kind of come to want to believe, at least this is what I believe, I, I can't, I'm not speaking for anybody but myself, is that um, it's not a, um, God's not keeping score on this, how many times you went to church and what mm-hmm. church you're going to and all, and you're right, so we should, why should we worry about those things? These, these things um, aren't, uh, aren't, aren't measured, there's no, there's no scoreboard to this, um, mm-hmm. and I think we all have to find our own way, where we're comfortable and and uh, where uh, you know it can it can come play a, a role in your life, a, a productive and healthy healing part mm-hmm. of your life. And if if you, if that's the path you're on, wherever community you're in, or wherever you can find, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So yeah, I think that's that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. But seriously, if you need a place to go on Easter, come with <laughs> us, Crossland Community Church or Broadway United Methodist Church. We'll be at both. Um, and yeah, that's that's really all I have to say. I think we covered most of the... I think so. Things. So how has this podcast experience been for you, Miss Abby? Wow. I never get asked the questions. Yeah. Honestly, this the podcast just brightens my day. Like How many episodes? What episode is this? I think this might be 20. 20? You've reached 20? Well, I started I started like the last Sunday of December. So this has really been a 2022 thing. Well, I've been very proud of you. You have not missed a week. You're, I have. It's very, so important to yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I love every one of them. And, oh, and uh, you obviously continue to enjoy it. So I love it so much. I think my biggest struggle is just like finding different things to talk about but it's kind of like when i pray about oh like lord i need something to talk about it's like the next day i have something hard happen to me and it's like okay well i mean i did pray for it so now i'm gonna share it and use it so i am grateful what this is the 22nd Uh, 22nd, maybe wow oh my god pretty impressive Wow. I wish it was like the 30th or something so it could be like three because Jesus rose in three days, which we didn't even talk about. Sunday, that is Jesus rising, raising, raising, raising from the dead after being crucified on the cross. And that is so joyous. And he was um, buried in a, I guess not really buried if it's in a tomb. Um, I, I think that word is okay to use. Okay. (laughs) Well, he was in the tomb. Long story short, the rock was moved and the tomb was empty, which means that Jesus rose from the dead. And, uh, that's, that's the reason for the season. And, and he walked around with the holes in his hands. I mean, like when we go to heaven, like he's going to have those holes in his hands, you know, it's, it's just crazy to think about, but I'm so excited. Um, but I don't want to take away from, you know, the sadness of Friday because it is something really sad. And like, yes, he did rise, but like no one knew that at the time. Like they literally thought he was dead. Um, and didn't, I think the preacher talked about this, like, didn't, isn't it like three days? That means like that you're actually dead. Like they like waited three days or something you're getting into an area that i'm afraid i don't know a whole lot i don't know i don't know the answer to that she said you know remember when she said that that yeah on sunday she said which i had no idea but apparently like three days post your bear burial like that meant that you were actually dead because they buried you with a um with a bell or something right just in case if you were buried and then you like woke up i have heard that yeah yeah and so but I, so I guess they buried Jesus with a bell then, and the bell didn't ring. But he just, I'm gonna have to look into that. I'll fill you guys in next week, huh? Interesting. So many interesting things. Um, yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. This Daughter, has been a lot of fun. This I'm has been so a lot happy. Of fun. I'm so happy that Dad finally got to come on the podcast, and just because he is such a wise man, and you don't give yourself enough credit for. <laughs> no, it. I don't think so. I just trying to um, trying to be uh, a good, helpful father to my two daughters and husband to my wife, and as long as I have you guys, then I have a lot to be grateful for. Well, shucks. Thanks, Dad. You're the best. Wait, I don't know how to get off the podcast.
Because, okay, when I'm with mom, I say, that's life. And she goes, and that's mama. And we are not going to say that's daddy. We'll just... Uh, that's daddy God. Dear I'll, daddy God. Uh, I'll just say, uh, just say happy Easter to everybody. Okay. That'll be my ending. Happy Easter on three. One, two, three. Happy, happy Easter. Easter. Thank you guys for listening. Jesus loves you. I love you. And dad loves you. That's life. That's life.